Welcome to Amplify You. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing my coach, Carrie Green. You can find Carrie's information at Carrie Green with an E on the end of greencoaching.com. So CarrieGreenCoaching.com. Oh, today we have an awesome interview with Carrie. Carrie tells us all about some of the things she sees that podcasters are doing right and wrong when it comes to having a call to action in your episode. So make sure you tune in and also head over to Carrie's website where you can grab her free report about closing all your sales calls with these top five strategies. Awesome to have Carrie with us today. Let's get started. And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get Amplified. Welcome, Amplify You family. We are back here today. And today I have a really special guest with us, someone who's dear to my heart, has been working very closely with Brain and I in our business for the last year. I'd like to welcome our business coach, Carrie Green. Welcome, Carrie. Michelle, thank you so much. You know, it, it was so funny when we were speaking the other day. I, I almost felt kind of silly saying, if you ever wanted to interview me, you could. And it's just, it's just such a pleasure to be here with you. It's been so much fun watching you grow and with everything I've learned from you. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, the feeling is mutual. And it's funny because I was like, I really need to have Carrie on our show. And I'm like, why haven't I asked you to be on our show until now? Like, I think it's great though. This is really perfect timing because we've been working together for almost a year and you've seen our business just exponentially grow, like grow like crazy, which has been awesome. And I really feel like having a coach and having you kind of behind the scenes, helping us like sort out our systems and our processes and our programs and services and offerings and, you know, making sure that we have proper value in everything that we're doing has been so helpful to just have like someone standing behind us, cheering us on. And it's actually like pushed us to grow a lot faster than we would have had we been sitting there trying to motivate ourselves to do it. And I know because I spent so many years without a business coach and now, and now I see the value like so much. So um, I really thank you for that. It's been really great um, having you on our side this year and I've learned tons from you as well. So Carrie, I'd love for our audience to kind of get to know you a little bit too. So um, how long have you been a business coach for? What are some of the things that you're most passionate about as from being a business coach? Uh, I have been coaching since, oh boy, it is very early of 2003. Mm -hmm. And my business, like so many of us, my business has been all over the place. It's, uh, it started as one thing and moved to other things. I have been focusing really strictly on business coach, we'll call it, since probably about 2007 or 2008 at this point. And when I say, you know, business coach like that, it's really because so much of what I do, and you ask, what am I passionate about? Yes, and Michelle, I know you've seen this. We certainly talk about marketing. We certainly talk about sales, and we talk about systems, and we talk about what do we price things at, and, you know, all that other sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, what I work with most with my clients is really understanding the value that they bring to their business. Why that? Why is it important? And we do that all in the, con in the context of now I have to market, now I have to sell, now I have to do, now I have to pick up the phone, now whatever it is we're doing. 
But underneath all of it, what we're doing is working on ourselves. Mm. So, you know, I often tell people that I'm a business coach, but really what I do is I help people get over themselves. And that's where we are today. It's true, actually. And it's interesting that you say that because you, you don't, you're not, it's not like that obvious that that's what you're doing all the time. <laughs> but you, what you really helped us do is like see our value and see our worth and charge accordingly. Because yeah. that's something I, I've always struggled with. I always want to give people a good deal and a good discount and like stop looking at it that way and start looking at like all the value you're providing. And like when you made Brayden and I like look at ourselves and be like, you, you guys are two coaches. People are getting two of you. It's like, oh yeah. Like we kind of forgot about that like you know like it's kind of things like I think that's why you need a coach to see your blind spots and like things that you're missing or things that you're you know like kind of like forgetting about and you know I think it's been really cool to you you're always sending us like really great uh, articles and newspaper clippings or Instagram posts that you're seeing about podcasting because I think it makes us feel like you're excited with us with what's happening in the podcasting industry now, I want to ask you a couple of interesting questions. So mm -hmm. you have like, you work with a lot of businesses and it's interesting because I, we, we specifically engaged you with, engage with you as a coach because you're not a coach that's just like, you know, a fly by the seat of your pants coach that started like, you know, five minutes ago, you have a depth of knowledge and experience and you've been business coaching for a long time. And so that was very appealing to us that you have the systems, you have the, you know, you're not just chasing a new shiny object that you're trying to promote and work with. So um, that's been really great. So I want to, I'm curious about some of your other clients. Now, mm -hmm. do many of them podcast right now? No. No, they don't. And you know, I think that's what it's so fascinating because, you know, Michelle, I hear you talking about like, oh God, everybody's podcasting. All I see is podcast, podcast, podcast. I have to tell you, I'm not. And I mean, it just tells me how far ahead you are and your clients are of the curve. I, it's just, it amazes me how few of the entrepreneurs I'm working with are podcasting. So it's really cool for what you're doing and everyone around you. Yeah. So did you guys hear that? I want to make sure you heard that correctly. Carrie says, not a lot of entrepreneurs are podcasting yet. It may seem like everyone around you is podcasting. And I know that's how I feel too. But, you know, we were looking at the numbers the other day. There is half, under half a million um, podcasts on iTunes and there is 32 million YouTube channels. Like that is a huge difference. That's just not a small little itty bitty difference. That is humongous. So, you know, I think that when we're amongst podcasting all the time, we're talking about podcasting all the time, you're launching a show. It's kind of like when you're pregnant, you see pregnant ladies everywhere, right? It's the same sort of thing, I think. So we need to take a step back and really realize like we are ahead of the curve. We are at the right timing for podcasting. And I love you know, this. Oh, add something else out. Let me add something else yeah. to that. You mentioned all the podcasts out there. A lot of those podcasts have nothing to do with business owners. Mm. You know, it might just be like, oh, the mystery of the week or, you know, um, what was it, cereal or, you know, all these other things. A lot of them aren't even the entrepreneurial podcasts that, we're, that you're talking about that you're doing. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at that percentage, that number, it gets even smaller. And the people that you're working with are so on the top of that, on the top of that curve. Yeah, it's really interesting because we, you know, we think that everyone else is podcasting. But to be honest, uh, the podcast, what surprised me the other day was I realized that 
in iTunes, in the categories of podcasting, there's not even, um, the entrepreneurship is not even a category. So, and it's one of those things that Apple is coming out with new categories soon and entrepreneurship now all of a sudden is going to be a category. How fantastic because we've always had a hard time placing our entrepreneurial podcast, which is 99% of our podcasters are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. And so, you know, where do they belong in self-help? Do they belong in business and careers? Not really. Like, do they, you know, so it's been tricky to place them. So that's really, that's really exciting that that is now, um, I think becoming a better category. So now at least people can find their shows about mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur, which is very cool. Now, Carrie, you sent us something cool the other day, and it, I want you to tell us about it and where you found it and what it's all about. Okay, so I live in New Jersey, which, and I'm right outside of New York City, and I go into New York City pretty frequently. And I was going into the city to meet some friends of mine a couple of weeks ago for dinner. And as I'm walking through Penn Station, New York, which is, a, that is the main train station in New York, you've got Penn Station, you've got Grand Central, this is Penn Station that connects all of uh, New Jersey and, and, and it goes to Amtrak, so it's really, it's everything. And so I'm walking through Penn Station and I see this sign up, up, up above on the, on the tunnel, hallway kind of thing that I'm walking through, and it says 90 minutes to Philadelphia. That's one podcast. And what that said to me was, it is becoming so mainstream, so familiar. People are looking for podcasts. People are looking for something to do to fill that 90 minutes that they're going to be spending on the train. Mm -hmm. And you know, yes, it was saying, okay, you know, it's a short ride. It's one little podcast. You can get to Philly really quickly. But you know, I sent it to Michelle because it was really about understanding this is something that it's part of people's vocabulary at this point. Mm -hmm. um, words become part of our vocabulary all the time. Yeah. We fax things and, or we, um, we Xerox something. We use a Band-Aid. Um, you call your computer a PC or you know, whatever it is. And these words aren't really associated with the product anymore. They're much, high, they're much more, um, it's an idea. It's not a specific brand. So you know, it's almost like this with the podcast. It's becoming mainstream. People are looking for it. And I sent it to you guys because you know, I just want you to make sure that you realize mm -hmm. that the value of what it is that you're bringing to your audience so that you know, we talked about what is a business coach about. A business coach is about making sure you understand your value. Well, I, this is something that's becoming so mainstream that anybody who can have a podcast right now you are doing exactly the right thing. Yeah. It's kind of like becoming a business coach before like 2010, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, like before people realized they all needed business coaching, it's like, that's so, it's so great to see things kind of starting to become mainstream. And, you know, I've been talking about podcasting yeah. since 2012 where I felt like I was like alone out there. Nobody knew what the heck I was talking about. And now I had a girlfriend say to me just the other day, she's like, I know. And I, I commute now like to and from work listening to podcasts. I now, now I understand what you're talking about. I didn't understand a few years ago what you're talking about. So it's great to see that we finally arrived. I'd like to say we finally, when I saw um, podcasting on um, the TV show, The Bull, um, they had a court case about 
uh, a girl who is a podcast host and misrepresenting something, I was like, okay, now we're, now we're getting it. We're on TV and now the sign in Penn Station, like, holy cow, that's amazing. So thank you for bringing that to our attention and just reminding us that like it is just starting. <laughs> now I feel like we're like so far behind, but no, we're just starting. So it's very cool. So Carrie, some of the things that people podcast- are looking for the library. Yeah. No, you go ahead. People are looking for that library. Yeah. The um, desire is there, but the library isn't, and that's what you're doing. So go on, go on with your. Oh, questions. I love, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, so you'll see, you see lots of your business owners um, doing certain things over and over again that probably make you mad. Are, uh, what are those things that make your business, uh, business coaching, coaching clients successful? And what are some of the things that are holding them back? And maybe we can maybe relate that into podcasting for our podcasters out there. Because podcasting is a okay. business, guys. Let's take it seriously. A so, couple of things that are holding them back. And it, it, relates directly to podcasting in a lot of ways and with specifically what I'm doing. And one is that it's the, how am I even going to put this? It's the fear of just doing it. The, it's the desire that it has to be perfect. It's the belief that they have to know everything. So it would be like a podcaster saying, I can't have a podcast until I've had 10 years of business experience and 15 years of that, and I have 30 clients and, or, or whatever it is, and every single thing is all buttoned up. The reality is that you're not perfect. You don't know everything. You never will. There's nobody on this earth who does. So you know, I'm saying that to you, and I'm saying it to me, and I'm saying it to everybody. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I kind of use as my own like little guiding star is that to a fourth grader, a fifth grader is a star. Mm. You, know, you think about like when you were in school, like, oh, wow, when I get to fifth grade, I'm going to be able to do this, this, and this. I remember, gosh, this goes back a hundred years. When I, would, uh, when I would drive by or when I would, yeah, I'd be in the car with my mom and she'd be driving by where I'd be going to high school. And I think to myself, wow, when I graduate from high school, I'll have this and I'll have this and I'll have, I'll have all these things done. And now it's like, I, you know, here I am, an adult. It's been a couple years since high school. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I didn't know crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know crap when I graduated from high school. And I certainly didn't know crap at you know, that other point before when I was thinking it. So it's really that you, know, you just go through life thinking I can't do it yet. And that's one of the things that I see holding all of us back. Um, I can't do it until. Mm -hmm. So know that you're not perfect and you just have to be one itsy bitsy step ahead of somebody else in one area. Mm -hmm. And that's the area that you're working with that person on. So I think that's really one of the things that hold people back the most. I mean, of course there are things like, not having your systems in place, not having plans. You need that, but they don't need to be perfect. They just need to support you good enough. So that, I think, is one of the things that holds people back the most. Mm, um, I love that. And tying that into um, what drives me most crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's things like doing it again and again. I just, re, you know, it's repurp- uh, what I like, uh, recreating the wheel is what drives me crazy. Um, 
and I know this is something that you speak a lot about also, Michelle. It's like, how can we repurpose? Mm-hmm. Um, I was speaking with someone the other day about you know, sending out a quick tip every week. Like just get a quick tip out there, get a quick tip out there, get a quick tip out there once a week, make it easy. And then at the end of five weeks, you're gonna have five quick tips and you can put them all together and you have five quick tips that you can use. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's how can we make it quick and easy and simple? Um, you could do the most crazy iterations of things and get some amazing results, or you could keep it simple. And for me, I like to just make it simple. And your results may change. They'll be quicker. They'll be easier. And then ultimately, yeah, you'll, get, you'll be able to do the crazy things also, but start simple. Yeah. Those are the things that happen. Yeah, I appreciate that advice you gave me about um, the newsletter because I was making the newsletter like this big in my head and then that's why I wasn't getting done because it was this big in my head and I had to do all these things mm-hmm. before I could send it out and have a certain amount of people on my list before I could send it out and um, nope, nope, we're just going to be sending out a quick tip every week and it's super easy, super simple and you guys can expect to start getting that from us right away because they're starting this week. Carrie has challenged me to do that. And the other thing I learned from you about that is just what you said. After five weeks, you have five tips. And hey, what great way to have five tips into a podcast, right? So how can we make our content work for us in more ways than just one? Or we record a podcast that has five tips in it, and then we break them down, and each of those tips goes into our, um, you know, into our newsletter. If you want to make it even more simpler, you could, you know, record a podcast and video and take each of those one tips and make it into a video super easy i mean that's getting more complicated now but simple and then like you could reverse it also i've I've written two books and they both came one my first book is called chaos to cash and it is a collection of tips it's basically it's things that used to go on twitter and i took the letter r and wrote it a-r-e added a couple of sentences commas you know but it was about taking the really simple stuff and putting it together. My second book is called Because You're Worth It. And that's about something I call the value formula. Such and a good read, not- by the way. Yeah, well, thank you. But we're probably not going to be discussing that today. <laughs> that came about out of uh, the gem of the idea, came out of a presentation I did. Mm-hmm. And the content from that book came out of all the articles that I've been posting on my blog. So I use the blog, uh, mm-hmm. you're using podcasts, and they're, very, they're different and they're the same. Yeah. And it's amazing how you can take that content mm-hmm. and use it for other things. So recreating the wheel just makes me crazy. Right. Yeah. And repurposing is so easy these days. You know, we had Dan Janelle on our show recently where he talked about taking a podcast and turning it into a book, right? Just like you just said you did with yeah. your blog posts. And you can take the you can take those podcasts now and turn them into blog posts and then turn them into a book. So you got the three steps right there. Yep. You know, that's our goal with podcasting is to make it easy for people to do their content through their podcast instead of adding podcasting as another thing that they think they need to do in social media on top of all the other things that you're already doing. So yeah, key, I'm so <laughs> in agreement with you with the keep it simple, keep it on track, don't reinvent the wheel, just do what's already proven, <laughs> keep it simple. You have to keep reminding me of that one, I know. Keep it simple. <laughs> and if it's preventing you from getting started, then it's not simple enough, right? <laughs> it's not simple enough, and you have to also think about why you're doing it. You know, what's the goal? 
And I know you, know, you and I have spoken about this at different times, and it certainly comes up with every single conversation I have with other clients. We, there are so many bright, shiny objects out there, and some mm-hmm. of them are really good. Mm-hmm. And others of them, it's like there's an easier way, there's a more effective way, there's a quicker way, there's a way that you might have more fun doing if you just stuck with the same one thing instead of trying to do 12. So it's about keeping your focus where it needs to be or where you, where it's going to be most effective for you um, and keep you happiest. One of the things that's so important to me is I run my business so that I run my business so that I can have a life. I don't have a life so that I can have a business. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that the things that I do in my business are supporting my life so that if, you know, I remember when my kids were little, um, one of my coaches that I had had suggested that I, you know, I follow a certain thing and do a, you know, just do a whole bunch of different things. And it made a lot of sense for my business, but it didn't make sense for me at the time. Mm-hmm. My kids were young. I was running around with them. It wasn't what I personally wanted to do. So really look at the things that you've got on your list, on your to-do mm-hmm. list, and really ask yourself, is that what's supporting you? Is that what you want right now for yourself? So it's always good to remember to go back to why are you doing this in the first place? You know, like I think for, you know, some people who start off on podcasting and don't do it using the content for other things and repurposing it, it feels like another additional stress and it feels like something more that's taking away from that freedom lifestyle that you're after because it's another thing that you're doing and it's more things that you're doing, especially if you're trying to do the editing yourself and especially if you're trying to learn these new technologies and learn all this new stuff. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that we came up with the, the done for you products because especially on a monthly basis, because they they help you stay in your zone of genius, which then allows you more freedom and more time to do the things that are important. Um, where then you don't need to learn these new technologies and you don't need to learn all these things. And it's one less barrier to get started even. Yeah. You know, one you don't even know this about me, Michelle, because this is long probably before you were born, but <laughs> probably not quite that old. Um, I started a newsletter, gosh, it must have been like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. So a long, long time ago. And my goal was but my goal was for it to go out once a month. And it did. Mm-hmm. It might go out on January 1st and February 28th. That was once <laughs> a month, right? It went out in January and February. The thing that, and I was doing it all by myself. You know, I'd write the article, I'd program it all, I'd set it all up, I did it all by myself. What made my newsletter go out regularly was hiring somebody to do it for me. Mm. And way back then, it was, it was a virtual assistant, and I would give her an article, and she would put it into whatever system I was using at the time, and she moved things around. And by Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it was, I had to get her the material. Mm-hmm. Because I had made a commitment, not to myself, but to someone else. Mm. And that was the most effective thing for me mm. to have any consistency in my communications with my readers. Mm. That's great. And then, like consistency, I like what you said about like having a deadline to send it to her too. Because uh, like many entrepreneurs, <laughs> we give ourselves a deadline that doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to get done. And, you know, we allow ourselves to skip on those deadlines. But if it's someone else, especially if you're paying that someone else, like you're definitely going to do it. <laughs> I lo- like seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. I, and actually, it's funny, not thinking about that, like I've seen so many of our, of our podcasters over 
the last couple of years where they've like started off being like a little slow to get us their content, a little slow. And now some of them are like three months ahead in their content because I see the value of like getting it done, getting it to us faster. And then they don't have to think about it. And like, you know, that's freed up a lot more of their mental space and their time, their time and their freedom. And, you know, they have to worry about it while they're on vacation or if they, you know, the kids are off for summer, they don't have to worry about it. That's really, it's really smart way of, uh, a really smart way of doing things, giving someone else that deadline and holding you accountable, which is like what I do with you. You know, you tell me to go and do a newsletter. I say, okay, hold me accountable. I'm going to have a newsletter out by next week. So <laughs> it's all curious. Yeah. You're going to hear from me once a week now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I love it. So Carrie, I, I know you love talking about sales and sales strategies. And is there some things that we could do as podcasters that maybe you've been listening to some shows? Do you see things that podcasters could be maybe doing better as when it comes to sales? Absolutely. There are a couple of things. Um, one of them is to seed. And what I say, but I, can I give an example with what yes, you've please. done on the show? One of the things that you said is with our done-for-you product, when my clients, so you're referring to your clients, you're referring to your programs, you're referring to the successes your clients have seen um, during your conversation here. So when you miss that and you give all the, if you have a guest on, if you weren't saying that and just letting me ramble on, <laughs> you're losing your opportunity yeah. to sell in this conversation. So for you to put those kind of seeds in, those nuggets of information in during your conversation, it helps people say, oh, wait a second, what does Michelle do? Oh, yeah, Michelle helps people so that they can get this stuff done and not have to try <laughs> to figure out how to do it themselves. So that's one thing. The other thing that's so important, there are many ways, but the other thing that I see so that I see missing so often is there's no call to action. Oh. And a call to action is really very simple. It's it's what do you it it's about under it's about going into your podcast, into the presentation you're about to give, into the talk you're about to give, with you understanding what is your goal. So if your goal is for somebody to click on a link, make sure you mention that link. If your goal is for somebody to pick up the phone and call you, make sure they do that. If your goal is to highlight your your guest completely, make sure you give your that guest that opportunity. So it really is about making sure that there is a call to action in everything you do. Sometimes that call sometimes that call to action has nothing to do with you and everything to do with Oh, you want your your client to make a list of something and have nothing to do with you again, and that's fine. But have some, put some thought to what is your call to action, mm-hmm. and making sure you're seeding. The other thing is within that call to action, and and I say it a little bit differently in in different ways. You need to ask for the sale. Right. You don't ask, people don't. People can't say yes. Now, let me give you an example. Um, yesterday, I was on a sale. I was on a conversation with someone, a discovery conversation. And those are typically, they're an opportunity for me to get to know somebody and to make somebody an offer to buy something from me. Mm-hmm. Often it's my coaching program. Sometimes it's an intensive day. Sometimes it's other things. I was listening to this person on the other end of the phone. And I thought to myself, this is not an ideal client for me. 
I am not going to make an ask. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. Now, there are other times when it is absolutely appropriate to make that ask. And to say to yourself, I could let this person on the phone, that I met on the street, wherever, I can say nothing to this person. And then this person will just go in their merry way and buy from somebody else. Mm -hmm. Or I could ask for the sale. And you need to ask for the sale. It's kind of like um, you, need a, you need a new outfit, right? You go into a party, you need a new outfit. And you go to the store, and the mall is closed, but you can walk through because you know, they're, they're allowing you to do laps in the mall or something. And all the stores are closed, and you see the outfit you want, but the door's closed, and the door's locked. You know what you want as a customer, but no one's asking for the sale because the door isn't open. So open the door for your customer, allow them to come in by offering them an opportunity to buy. And that's the only way you can do that is to ask. Wow. I love it. And also have the, what you said, have the confidence to know when the client's not a good fit and not make the offer too. I think, I think some people are in the scarcity mindset still where they feel like they need to, they need to work with everybody that has a discovery call with them. It's okay to say no and know that someone else will come by and fill that spot eventually. And please don't use the story I just shared <laughs> as an excuse to never to say, oh, they're not right for me. They're not right for me. They're not right. There are plenty of people that are right for me. Yeah. Particular person really was not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. Make sure that you are offering, are offering. So at the end of a podcast, you think that um like offering, I think in, when, when it comes to podcasting, some of the things that we say to our clients is like, you're having a conversation with someone, but it's a one-sided conversation when you're in a podcast because they're at home listening to you and I have a conversation and they're sitting at home listening, but not participating. And so I think one of the burdens that, or what I like, I think people feel uncomfortable sometimes when it comes to like, uh, you know, a call to action or if they're, they haven't been seating, it seems kind of out of the blue, but I think uh, one of the one a good way to kind of like position it could be like let's have a conversation let's continue this conversation let's allow this person that's listening at home to participate in the conversation mm -hmm. so what's the next step then for them to be able to participate that would be like a discover call or what would be a good what would be some good ones from, from leading from a podcast you think to um, oh from next a podcast well that five tips that you're putting together would be a perfect one for you. Um, anything like that, it could be um, a way for you to get somebody's email address or mm -hmm. phone number. They can text something to you and you could text it back. There's a lot of that technology available now. Um, it could just be go to my website and pick this up, mm -hmm. um, make a comment on something. So um, all those things are different ways for you to engage your listeners. Yeah, those are great. And now you have a great one for our listeners. Actually, now we're on that topic. So can you talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. Let me just open it up so I can see it in front of me too so I remember what it's called. Um, we were <laughs> talking about sales. And sales is so important for all of us because unless you're selling, you're not in business. Yeah. One, and the reason I didn't make an offer to the person that I was speaking with yesterday is he doesn't have a business right now. Mm -hmm. And the business being just isn't appropriate for the kind of work that I do with my customers, with my clients. Mm -hmm. I work with people who don't, or don't have the business, but it's, it's a different thing. Um, so if you're not selling, you're not in business. Mm -hmm. There was a huge 
energy involved in transacting money. And bartering is, uh, I don't barter, and bartering is an interesting thing, but there's no money involved. And what ends up happening with a barter is you end up saying, oh, I'll give you this and you give me that, and somehow you both end up on the bottom of the other person's list. Or you end up on the top, you know, you put that person on top and they put you on the bottom, and it's just never even. I'd rather give somebody a dollar and have them give me a dollar back mm -hmm. than to borrow. Um, but in any case, you need sales. And you need to be able to ask people for a sale, and you need to be able to close a sale. Mm -hmm. So what I've got for you is a free report about sales. It's how to, um, it's called Close All of Your Sales with These Five Top Strategies. And it is available directly on my website. Really, really simple for you to get to. It's Carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, Green, G-R-E-E-N-E. -E. There's a really annoying E at the end of Green, so it's Carrie Green Coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G, that one's pretty easy, dot com. And you will see it right there. Get your free report. Go ahead, sign up for it. Put in your name, put in your email address. Click, yes, send me my free report. And you will get it automatically in your inbox. Um, and that will really help guide you through the most important things, including how to ask, when to ask, why to ask, in order to get those sales. I love that. I think that's something we could all really use. Uh, it's really useful as a podcaster to be able to know because we, we have to, you, podcasting costs money. So you want to see a return on your investment and you want to see that as quick as possible. I know one of our goals is to get you that ROI as fast as possible so that you're able to continue podcasting and make it a worthwhile investment when in your business. And so I know these sales strategies will help a lot. And also when you do sign up for it, you're going to get carries once a week tips, which are awesome. So it takes you two seconds to read. It's literally the, one of the only emails I open up in my inbox and I do <laughs> open it up. So there's something that is going on in my head, Gary, as we're talking about this. And that's like, okay, so if your email is like actually one of the only ones I open because it's so quick to read and simple, Okay, Michelle, keep your email simple. Keep, 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 your, keep your once a week daily tips simple so people open up and read it and they will open it up then. So then it's not a long 30 pages that I have to read and I don't have time for that, right? It's nice, quick, simple, and easy to do. So thank you for that. And Michelle, I'm putting this one out there for you as well. Before you send that first one out next week, mm -hmm. send it to me and I'll cross half of it off and I'll make it easier. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Make it even simpler for our, our list, our, our readers to read. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie, for being with us today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more on this level and having you talk to our podcasters. And I love, I hope we see the importance of having a coach too in this conversation. So Carrie is an amazing coach. If you guys want to work with her, reach out to her. She's got so much information, so much knowledge, and she's been such a huge help of making our growth in our business this year like triple than it would have been at our own speed I swear um, we would still be at the very beginning <laughs> thinking about things if it wasn't for Carrie so thank you Carrie appreciate that so much and look forward to chatting with you again okay I'll talk to you soon bye Michelle thank you family for joining us on this adventure if you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.